Welcome to Tribe Talk, where we focus on the topics that will help you improve your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I'm Dr. Elena Villanueva, and helping people improve their mental health is my passion. I'm Ann Hutera, and nutrition is my passion. Together, we invite you to be a part of our tribe and learn how addressing the root causes of your symptoms can bring you improved health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Tribe Talk. Hi, everybody. Good evening, and welcome to this edition of Dr. V's Inner Circle. I'm Ann Hutera filling in for Dr. V tonight. She's on the road doing some traveling. We have an amazing, amazing topic and conversation for you tonight with Dr. Anna Kobeka, who is known all over the world for her work in women's health, hormones, menopause, and lots of other topics. We're going we're gonna to get to some really good questions and, and answers tonight. And there's an opportunity for you as we go to ask your questions as well. Let me get in and just make sure that our chat is working. Let me get that set to uh, open for everyone. So hop in. Um, I see so many of names, the names that I recognize of our clients here on the list. Hop into the chat, say hello. Tell us where you're from. Tell Dr. Anna hello and where you're joining us from tonight. Uh, if you have questions as we go that you would like Dr. Anna to answer for me to ask her, please put those in the Q&A box. I want to keep that separate from the chat. Sometimes the questions get lost in the chat. Uh, so any questions for Dr. Anna, put in the Q&A box. We'll try to get to those at the end. Um, hi, Dolores from Vancouver. Good to see you again, Dolores. You were on our call yesterday. Harry from SLC. I saw Joe and Jennifer here. You guys are loyal. You're here every time. Welcome back. Marilyn from Washington State. Ah, all right. Awesome, awesome. So glad to see you guys with us. So we're talking tonight about menopause. We're talking about menopause, women's health, bioidentical hormones, all the things that kind of go into that topic and that category of topics. Let me introduce Dr. Anna to you first. Dr. Anna Kobeka, she is triple board certified and a fellow of gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She does it all. She holds special certifications in functional medicine, sexual health, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Dr. Anna is also a best-selling author. You might've heard of her books, The Hormone Fix, Keto Green 16 and Menu Pause, all of those are wonderful. Dr. Anna lectures frequently on these topics throughout the world to really large audiences. She's known nationally as the Girlfriend Doctor and is host of the Girlfriend Doctor Show. She's also personally developed natural products that we're gonna talk about tonight to help women balance their hormones naturally and thrive through menopause, including the highly acclaimed Jolva Cream for the vulva and Mighty Maca Plus, which is a powerful superfood blend. So we'll give you some more information on those later. And Dr. Anna now lives in Dallas, Texas with her daughters, her horses and her dogs. So. Dr. Anna, we're so happy to have you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're on the road speaking, but we really appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge. 
Oh, it is great to be here, especially since it's zero degrees in, in Texas or something like that. I mean, it's crazy where we're at, but <laughs> happy, yeah. happy to be here with you virtually and warm in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Jealous. So jealous you're in Orlando. Well, let's dive right in. I thought first, let's talk about premature menopause, because this is kind of where your story started. I know this is something you personally dealt with, and some of our clients are currently dealing with that. Why does this happen, first of all, and how does a woman even bounce back after premature menopause? Yeah, it really depends on the reason for it. And I would say, like, this is an area that has been not well studied. I mean, we're, we're getting there, but it's still not well studied. Is it autoimmune? Is it, you know, is it partner incompatibility from a cellular level, inflammatory level? Is it, you know, is it the vaginal microbiome? Is it the gut microbiome? I mean, what's happening here to create this, um, you know, this consequence of hormonal imbalance and, and infertility when it comes to that? So I had been diagnosed with early menopause um, when I was 38 years old. So I had um, undergone, and at that point, I, I was trying desperately to have a child, really working hard to stimulate the ovaries. I mean, I went through over six rounds of injections with the highest doses of injectable fertility meds and had no ovarian response and then diagnosed with early menopause. So I was way too young to have that. And then part of my story is after I was told there was nothing else to do but egg donation, which for me and my husband at the time was not a, a choice for us. We um, decided to, you know, we just actually I took a sabbatical. I took a sabbatical from my medical practice where I was delivering babies, which I love doing and seeing patients and helping them with their fertility issues and getting them pregnant. So I went on this healing journey around the world and that's where I learned so much of what I teach today. And the first thing is like, number one, never give up. Let's look at the underlying underlying issues for diminished ovarian reserve and what's going on there. You know, it's, it's really, there's so much we can do when it comes to the epigenetics and we have to understand the environment and the genetics and stress factors when especially when it comes to fertility work and the male factor for fertility too so all of these things have to be taken into consideration but i think it's one of the hardest things that um you know that certainly that i ever dealt with in my life yeah yeah you know i think it's i think it's these personal healing adventures that make you a great healer, right? They make us really wonderful at guiding others when we have that experience. Hard to go through, right? We never want to go through things like that, especially a second time. But it's that knowledge, I think, that really helps you guide patients and clients moving forward. Um, and I love that you talk about the vaginal microbiome. We don't talk about that enough. We talk about the gut microbiome, but it, it's connected. And there is some, you know, we can circle back to that later. I think you made so many great points in that in that first answer. Um, I would I would love for you to comment about the constructs around women and aging. I think a lot of us grow up kind of being taught or thinking that I hit a certain age and it's all downhill from here, or uh, it's time for my hormones to go south or for me to start gaining weight. I think we grow up, a lot of us do with these expectations that when we hit a certain age, it's inevitable. Is that true? And how can we approach menopause with this grace and this hope, like you mentioned, that we don't have to have it be such a horrible ordeal? 
Yeah, I think it's a really great point. And I've actually given this quite a lot of thought. I do want to hop back as I told my story of infertility and early menopause. I forgot to give you guys the punchline. I mean, at age 40, I reversed through my journey around the world. I reversed early menopause, naturally started cycling again, and then naturally conceived and had my uh, daughter, Ava Marie, when I was 41 years old. So incredible. And that's I, also, I, I saw your before and after pictures, which are incredible. Everybody go to Dr. Anna's website. She shares her before and after pictures, which is just, you can tell you had you have vitality back uh, after going through your journey, which was amazing. Yeah. And you don't see that like from a, you know, a strong family history, my mom in her thirties with diabetes, mm -hmm. first heart surgery at 52, passed away, go undergoing a second heart surgery at 67. And I was in med school. I was in residency at the time at, as an OBGYN, my second year of residency as an OBGYN at Emory University, arguably one of the best OBGYN residency programs in the world. And so, you know, and I was so helpless and that's what really mm -hmm. took me into understanding like, okay, something's wrong here. And then I had my own crisis and then reversed it naturally, not taking prescriptions, not taking antidepressants as I was very much pushed on and I put that were pushed on me. Of course I was depressed. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, of course. And so um, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting experience to be the patient yeah. at the time. So a lot of sympathy for anyone going through mm -hmm. hormonal issues. Yeah. And I always tell my clients it takes more than hormones to fix your hormones. Oh yeah. And then yeah, and then regarding longevity and like how we approach aging, I mean, the truth is think of like, as we go through whatever age we are, wherever we are in life, we want to focus on what we're grateful for and the positives. So really, if we focus on the positives of, of aging is that we're wiser and smarter, right? We're wiser, more intelligent, usually have, you know, a higher emotional quotient, a higher EQ. We focus on what we do love and and recognize how important that is like how do you feel mm -hmm. is as as important if not more important than how you look and looking healthy is the ultimate looking yeah. healthy is the ultimate gift and, and i do say that as i'm trying to let my gray hair come through here i'm try, trying to let it, <laughs> let it come through. i usually have my big hat and i wear my hat everywhere but working on um a, you know everyone to his own and believe me i've colored and dyed i'm just like I don't want the chemicals anymore. I want the I want the authenticity for me. Mm -hmm. For me, as I show up at 57, almost 58 right now, I want to show up for the people that I serve in a very authentic way for me mm -hmm. at this point. Not saying that I won't break down and color it. <laughs> well, I think it looks very beautiful. I love it. Dr. V grew hers out. Hers looks fantastic. Oh, hers is fantastic. Everybody's doing it now. It's the thing to do. And, you know, I think it takes some courage to do that because, I love how you touched on that and the whole looks. That is what a lot of women focus on as they age. I'm looking older and how you feel is really important. And we teach our clients too about that whole mindset aspect and the focus on the positive and all of that. And I think that's such a crucial part that a lot of people miss. Like we just, we focus on the bad things as we age when we should be focusing on the beautiful aspects of aging. And that's good medicine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is such yeah. good medicine when you focus on the good because and you focus on what you like, focus on who you love in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And you surround yourself with people that you enjoy and have fun with and you do fun things. I mean, that's therapy. That's the best medicine. I'm an anti-aging. I've been on scientific boards, age, man age management medicine boards. I did my A4M in 2004 and IFM certification. I mean, 
you know, triple board certified and all this to tell you like oxytocin, what we create through positive mm -hmm. relationships, having fun, you know, being quirky, whatever it is, you know, like laughing at ourselves, being grateful, generous to others mm -hmm. and it creates a happiness. And that's the hormone oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And in my hormone hierarchy, I would say that is the most powerful hormone in our body. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how do we balance the hormones naturally? You know, a lot of women find themselves in this place when they start approaching menopause or maybe in menopause or after menopause, where all of a sudden everything's out of whack in regards to their hormones. I know there's so many different factors and we teach our clients too. let's find the root cause. What are the multiple root causes? But what are some natural things? What are the things you tell your clients most and you teach in regards to diet and lifestyle that are the best things to do for hormone balance and health? Yeah, thank you for um, asking that. I think I'm going to give an example of a patient I saw in my practice here in Dallas just uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she is 48 years old, full perimenopause. I mean, having her periods uh, regularly-ish, right? Like how you call it that? Okay, it was regular for three months. Then I had some breakthrough bleeding. Then I, like, it was two weeks late, you know, regularly-ish. So she's not menopausal. She's in this perimenopausal state at 48. And um, I have everyone do my hormone symptom toxicity questionnaire, which is an easy questionnaire to just fill out, you know, and, 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 and it's so important to do this because what gets measured gets managed and it's free to do this questionnaire, right? So you do this questionnaire and her, her score came back at like, I want to say it was 72. It was like one of the highest scores you can get. And she, you know, and overall, she really downplayed her symptoms. She's like, yeah, Dr. Anna, my period's a little wonky right now. I'm kind of irritable and, you know, I just don't feel like myself. I'm like, shit, you must feel terrible because your <laughs> symptom score is terrible. I mean, I don't like it above 10 and I want to get you down to zero. And your score was I mean, significantly high. And, and this is so important for women to hear and men and, and men as well is that we're so used to it it's so gradual we're so you know high powered and used to powering through and taking care of everyone else we don't realize how bad we're feeling till we start feeling good again mm -hmm. yeah that's so true i experienced that with our clients too they kind of they they adapt they've gotten used to their symptoms and they say oh they're not so bad and they've put off seeing someone to address it but when you get better then you notice how bad you really did feel and how much you were dealing with, with the symptoms. We have the link to that quiz that Dr. Anna's talking about. We're going to put that in the chat for you so that you can take her free quiz, totally free. Go check it out. We'll put that link in there for you in a bit. Um, what about, what about the menopause symptoms like hot flashes, weight gain, you know, weight gain is probably the biggest one that my clients in their 50s and 60s ask me about. I have a client the other day that just said, I look at food and I gain weight at this state. What do you recommend in regards to weight gain? I know healthy weight is what's important, but, you know, if, if a woman in her 50s or 60s wants to drop 10 pounds, what's what do they need to look at in regards to hormones and what's the best way to approach that? Yeah, no, that's such a good question. And, you know, when I was over 240 pounds and really struggling with weight, I recognized that, you know, and, and then, pre, you know, pre-diabetic, my hemoglobin A1C was 5.7, 6.0 would be pre-diabetic. I've since got it down to 4.8. So, I mean, a lot we can do um, to with nutritional habits that make a difference. 
And so like, first is to recognize that environment trumps genetics. So even if we have the worst genetics, we can empower our physiology with the environment and the choices and the mindset, especially. And um, so the way we think, the, what we drink, you know, what we eat, how we move, how we sleep, how we relate to others, all of those things affect our wellness even more so than, than um, you, know, what, you know, what our medical model is telling us versus our genetics, right? So these are in our control, which is nice because I would say this is free. This is what you have to do. These are, you know, the recommendations. And so I think when, you know, I work with, for example, this client who's 48 and she's coming in with these symptoms, foundationally, it's take the quiz. Let's see where you're at. Let's draw some lab work while we're waiting for those to come back. Because, you know, I'm going to do blood. I'm going to do blood work so I can get quick results. Plus, I'm going to look at a full cardio IQ that is so critical to look at nowadays, especially post-COVID. I'm going to look at, you know, fibrinogen. I'm going to look at a full hormonal panel, which includes pregnenolone um, and, um, and, you know, a bunch of other, a, a bunch of other tests. And while that's coming back, but I may also do a stool, pretty much I often do a GI map too, like, or a, a functional stool analysis, because to get the body healthy, to get the hormones healthy and the brain healthy, the gut has to be healthy and to get the vagina healthy, the vagina is extension of the gut. So to get these aspects healthy, we got to really address the gut. And when we see it on paper, we're really motivated to move. Now, just based on the questionnaire, I can start off on the foundational, but when a patient comes in to see me, spending a lot of money, right? And so you want to make sure they've got very targeted, directed, and I'm still going to tell them, same thing I tell them in hormone fix, right? Yeah. So until I get their labs back. And by the time they get their lab back, so that's with hormone detox. So it's 10 day keto green hormone detox with intermittent fasting, you know, two to three meals a day, getting enough protein, want to get, you know, at least 80 to 100 grams of protein a day and uh, make sure you're getting healthy fat and checking your urine pH so it's alkaline, focusing on the good um, foods as well as lifestyle choices that help you decrease inflammation and cortisol in your physiology to really help establish that balance. So it's really a very nice, a very nice program. And typically patients come back. Oh, and I typically put them on detox support. So my Mighty Maca Greens, which is a supplement with 30 superfoods. And if uh, their score is over, certainly over 25, I will put them on additional phase one and phase two liver detox support as well, potentially, or additional keto green shake with all the detoxifiers in it a day as well. So there's a couple things, um, you know, to think about in my menus that I created, they're medicinal menus to support those detoxification pathways. And typically when a patient comes back in in six weeks, they're feeling better. So that concept of, you know, creating insulin sensitivity, decreasing cortisol, optimizing oxytocin, I mean, that is key and that's through diet and lifestyle for the most part. And that makes the biggest change to empower your body to lose weight because and to release fat safely because you've got to detox the toxins that are coming off when you're releasing fat or you're just setting yourself up to rebound. Absolutely. I love that. And that's a lot of what we teach our clients too, about the importance of detox and really doing that foundational work when you're trying to balance hormones. Um, there's so many toxins out there now that are endocrine disruptors that disrupt our hormone system in general. And if you don't do the testing, you don't know if you have any of those things in the body that are 
affecting, affecting hormones as a whole. Talk a little bit about stress. You touched on cortisol, but we see a lot of clients who they've got this massive amount of stress and they've just, they've learned to deal with it. So they say, I'm managing fine. Or maybe they have a lot of past trauma and they're in fight or flight, but they're so used to being in fight or flight that they don't recognize that they're in fight or flight anymore. Their central nervous system is always highly activated. Talk about the role of stress with cortisol and how that's kind of like a trickle down to the other hormones. Yeah, and this is such an important topic for me from my own trauma, from my own stress, from my own journey with infertility, being told I would never be able to have another child, all of those things I was able to reverse but that chronic stress that post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. you know really creates this war within our body and i always look at really to consider and if i hadn't been through this i wouldn't understand this like i really had to do the research to figure this out it's not something we're taught we learn and unless we go through this ourselves pretty much um you know the the you know, it's unheard of. You're given medications for PTSD. You're giving, I mean, it's like, it's ridiculous what happens when you're in this adrenal fatigue, you're given blood pressure. Med I mean, it's a, a list of things that you may be treated for as, as far as instead of addressing the underlying issues. And so it's important to understand when stress is up for a short-term or long-term everyday stress or chronic post-traumatic stress, Cortisol, you know, are, it opposes cortisol. So cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. And when cortisol is up for a long time, it gets suppressed and oxytocin's down at the same time. So you're in this dangerous situation where your cortisol and oxytocin are both low. So you've got like this flatlined, you know, circadian rhythm, you're exhausted, maybe tired, you're just powering through all day and you're detached, you're disconnected. I love my husband. I don't feel like I love him anymore. I, you know, I used to love going out with the kids and going for a walk or a hike. I don't feel like it anymore. Uh, you're more isolated, more likely to have depression. And that's that dangerous physiology caused by chronic stress. And when stress is high, it is taking our progesterone, which is our key um, hormone of, you know, it is one of our longevity hormones. It's also a hormone of our femininity as well as protection for the brain, bones and breast. And it's a precursor to, you know, to support our body's DHEA and testosterone and, and estrogen. So when we're high in stress and we're making cortisol and, and sucking up all the progesterone, you know, we have less, we have less uh, hormone to make our testosterone and estrogen, so the hormones that build us up. So cortisol is catabolic and testosterone and DHEA are anabolic. They help strengthen you. So it's, you know, when you're in that chronic state for that long, you're in this teardown state. And I would say it's a state of isolation, disconnect, the physiology of burnout and the physiology of divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So important. We tell our clients, you can eat the best food, drink the best water, but if you're not managing your stress, are you really getting the results that you want by doing those things? Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about sexual health. Now for older generations who might be listening, this might be, you know, taboo topic to talk about, but it's something all women go through, even if we're not talking about it with each other loss of libido it's a serious issue that i think most women deal with as they go through menopause and get older what can we do to kind of keep that sexual fire going as we age and why is that important 
You know, I have a program called Sexual CPR. Like, who here <laughs> says, what happened to my sex drive? It has no pulse, right? Like, my sex drive has no pulse. Lord, help me. Doctor, help me. <laughs> and so, and, and, and so funny. And so, it's so true. We can go through, and it can be from many reasons. But I really narrow it down, and through my own journey and my own experience with this, to three of the most common reasons. And that is disconnect, like that whole burnout part, disconnect, relationship issues, et cetera. Um, desire, issues of desire, is it hormonal? Is it physiologic? Is there a stress component? Um, is it stress? Is it dryness? So the third D is dryness. So disconnect, desire, and dryness. And dryness, when you, when you start to decrease your natural lubrication, whether it's from, for example, the Mirena IUD or birth control pills or natural aging, um, when you start to have dryness, you have discomfort, you're more likely to get bacterial vaginosis infections, such as that fishy odor, as well as urinary tract, urinary tract infections and leaking. And so that's huge negative feedback. If you have sex and you hurt every time you have sex, or you have a discharge or a bladder infection every time you have sex, why the heck would you wanna have sex, right? Yeah. So vaginal dryness is a huge issue and it creates the roommate phenomenon you know, that sense of like no desire. And I explain this to men when I um, teach or when they're, you know, I, I treat a couple. It's the, um, I always tell them, if you were playing baseball and every time you went up to bat, you got hit by the ball. Like, would you keep playing? <laughs> right? There's no way. They're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, so I created this whole sexual CPR course because great name, right? <laughs> Very appropriate, I think. So as, as a doctor who's done, you know, CPR doesn't even want to, but sexual CPR can, can bring some fun images to your mind. But anyway, with that aside, it's a very holistic course to address these issues. You know, uh, I was there's seven key issues that affect our sexual desire and ability to feel feminine, hot, and sexy and passionate. And that's a physiology. Yeah. It's a physiology that doesn't diminish with age. You know, it doesn't have to diminish with age. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that because I, I, I have many of my older female clients who, when we talk about libido and, and the sexual, the sexual topic, sex as we age, a lot of them say, I just, I don't have libido anymore. So I don't even, I don't even go there. That's, that was for when I was younger. And that makes me a little sad to hear women say that we're, we're, you know, that's something I feel it's part of human nature. It's part of the human experience. And if we were taught how to carry that into our older years and what we could do to keep that sexual nature strong, I think, I think it'd be so beneficial for women to learn more about that. It's so beneficial. Our bodies are designed for pleasure and that doesn't age out. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. doesn't age out. And when we're experiencing dryness, we've got to look at holistic ways to fix that. It has to address the gut, have to address the hormones, have to address relationship issues. Yeah. So with me, that's one of the reasons I created one of my products called Jolva. Jolva, mm -hmm. like J, like vulva with a J. Uh -huh. Very, very imaginative name. But anyway, Jolva. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and you can, because not only does the vagina get dry, the clitoris shrinks. And so you have decreased sensitivity, decrease, and most of us orgasm from clitoral stimulation. 
So when that starts to shrink as we age and people will be like, oh my God, I never knew that could happen. Are you kidding me? That's terrible. I know, like get a mirror, take a look. It doesn't have to be that way. And so applying DHEA, so in Jolva, there's DHEA and plant stem cells from the, the Alpine Rose, which is it supports natural collagen regeneration. So it decreases fine lines and wrinkles. You're like, what do I have to worry about wrinkles down there? You have to worry about it because as that skin loses its elasticity and integrity, you have decreased sensation, decreased blood flow, incontinence issues, dryness, decreased orgasm, decreased pleasure or pain. And, and so that's a consequence. So just like any cosmetic, if we're conscientious of how we, we want to keep our teeth nice and healthy, we need to keep our vagina nice and healthy, right? So all those, all those things take place. So Jolva applied clitoris to anus, keep that tissue healthy, hemorrhoids, anal fissures. I mean, I'm a gynecologist, I have seen this. And you don't want to suffer with these problems. They occupy your life. If you've ever had a yeast infection or a urinary tract infection, it consumes your day. You know what I mean? It like that makes for a miserable life. You don't want to live that way, especially for the rest of your life. And or to shut down, waste down. Our body is designed for pleasure and that doesn't age out. So using Jolva gives you that natural moisture. It's better, in my opinion. It can be used with vaginal estrogens. Absolutely. It has a nice um uh um compatible effect but estrogen if you have a male partner is going to get on the male partner and guys don't need any more estrogen right. yeah i think this is so important for us to talk about i mean what i hear from my clients as far as why they're not having a sexual relationship as they age pain and vaginal dryness are the top two things that i hear it's just not pleasurable anymore and so we put the link in the chat for everybody got an offer for you for the julva cream check that link out Click on it, save it for later. If you want to check it out later, we'll share it again with you later um, at the end of the talk. Um, but I think it's so important for us to talk about these things because women experience these issues and then no one talks about it. They keep it to themselves. They don't tell their doctor. Um, are you hearing me okay? Are we yeah. having audio? Okay, good. I want to make sure we got that. So Tara, you got the link in there. We'll put the hormone quiz in there. Um, in just, a just giving you a code here. Oh, perfect. I was saying, I'm just putting a code in here to give your audience 10% off. Do not share this outside of your group. Nice. PFD okay. for girlfriend, doctor, 10. So that'll give you guys 10% off. It. All right, everybody save that code, GFD10. That's your discount code. So you can use the link and then use the discount code. Perfect. All right. So I want to I wanna ask you about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. There's a lot of misconceptions out there. I have at least once a week, a client asked me, is that safe? I've heard that that's unsafe. And so there's a lot of, I think, myths and misconceptions about the safety. If done correctly, it can be a very safe way to support our hormones as we age. What what do you do with your clients or what what is your advice for someone who's thinking about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and whether or not that's right for them? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. So I would just say that if we were living out in the, I, I was thinking about this because I look at some of the longest living populations and they're not on hormones, right? Mm -hmm. They're hiking every day. They have good community. They're eating food right from their gardens or as close to their homes as, as imaginable. And they're enjoying each other's companies, right? So you think of that and think, okay, well, you know, those are the longest living populations. They're not on, you know, they're not taking a hundred supplements a day or and getting peptides and 
hormones and all these things. So, so keep that in mind. However, we live in an artificial environment. Mm -hmm. We live in an artificial environment. We have been exposed, especially if you're listening and you're here from America, we have been exposed to over 200,000 chemicals since the early 1900s that weren't part of our parents, grandparents, generation. But in that, with that said, we see in umbilical core blood tons of toxins, over over 270 toxins, many of which are known carcinogens. In other words, they cause cancer. The majority of them are all hormone disruptors. They affect your hormones. So detoxification with supplements, diet, nutrition, getting out in nature are a key part of what I teach. And bioidentical hormones to help sustain us and help our bones be strong, help our bladder, you know, be healthy, help our, you know, mind stay sharp. I mean, this is an option for us. And it's a very safe option. The clients that I've had under, you know, that I've ever worked with on hormone, bioidentical hormone therapy, I can tell you, not one was diagnosed with cancer. Now, I did see clients come in who I diagnosed with cancer, who had a diagnosis of cancer, specifically breast cancer, that you know were on birth control pills for a long time or on synthetic hormones. But when I use hormones in my practice, it's not just hormones. It's mm -hmm. detoxifications, it's following the diet, it's making sure you're, you know, I give lifestyle recommendations, my, mindset recommendations, nutraceutical and nutrition recommendations and exercise recommendations. That's part of my plan for my patients. And if I have a patient that's honestly coming in and not doing any of it, they're just driving through three times a day and mm -hmm. McDonald's. Now, hey, I've been a single mom for a long time. They're, they're, they're you know, I've, I've seen my fair share of drive-throughs. That is for sure, especially with my daughter in the rodeo and mm -hmm. driving around Texas a lot. You know, I, so I have, I have a lot of compassion for that. But if there's an unhealthy lifestyle and mindset, there's no amount of bioidentical hormones that I'm going to give you that's really going to help you. Transdermal is the safest way. Progesterone with or without a uterus, bioidentical progesterone with or without a uterus post-menopause is, I think, the number one thing I will, you know, I will die with that bottle in my hand for, you know, I mean, that bioidentical progesterone pregnenolone it, progesterone and pregnenolone are precursors to our stress hormone cortisol. And for sure, you know, deal with a lot of it. And patients, when I put them on bioidentical hormones, specifically progesterone, especially if they've had a hysterectomy, they always say, Dr. Anna, I feel like the cloud has lifted. Wow. I was yeah. walking in the, I was walking in the fog. And they'll also say, I see the world, the world went from gray, like shades of gray to bright colors again. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Mind is so important. Yes. And, you know, talk about that. There's some of the, some of the dangers of having really low hormones as we age, estrogen specifically. I mean, that's linked to cognition issues, bone density issues, heart-related conditions. I mean, there's a lot of other factors in the body that we don't necessarily associate with hormones when we're thinking of hormone balance, but the hormones play such a vital role in so many other functions in the body. And so how often do you recommend women check their hormones? I see women all the time that are in their 60s and have never done a hormone test in their life. How often do you recommend to your clients that they look at their hormones? You know, it is a really, that is a really good question. It really depends on the patient. It really depends on the patient. But for, and it depends when I'm seeing a patient with so many problems. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, long COVID, post-vaccine issues mm -hmm. and, and a lot of hormone disruption from that. So I'm sometimes I'm checking every three months um, 
lately, and this is very new compared to when I was in, you know, I retired my practice from 2015 to till 2023. And then I started back in practice in, in July of 2023. I, I so missed it. I love taking care of patients. But and there's a difference. There's a difference post-COVID, post certainly. Um, and so I, I will check. And then, you know, eventually once a year, if, I'm, if they're on hormones. Now, in general, I think it's good to know what your hormones are at at any age to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done hormone tests on all my girls. Let's see what your levels are now at your prime. And, you know, for my daughters that are in their 20s. Let's just see where you're at, what's going on. My daughter who's in mid thirties, she's on, she has a history of seizure disorder. She's been on progesterone for several years. Her seizures have come, like, I don't know when the last one was, but uh, among other things, that's one of the, she does keto green, gets into ketosis, but a very healthy way. I put her on progesterone and like, we know her hormones. So it's important to look at, um, you know, to treat the patient, right? And I always say too, and Anne, I know you do this too, but treat the patient, not the labs. Yeah. The labs help guide us and also help convince us. Right, 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 absolutely. You know, one other topic I wanna talk about before we get into some questions, because we got a few questions from, from our, our listeners, um, is post-birth control. I see a lot of clients, women who've been on birth control for 20 years and they're coming off birth control. What is your advice for a woman in that position where she might be having these really big shifts and swings and hormones and everything's kind of out of whack? Is it the same type of nutrition and lifestyle things that you recommend? Or is there something different you do with the woman who's coming off of birth control after long term? Yeah, that's a really good question and depends on their age coming off too, but you have to detox them. They need a good hormonal detox. They often need addition. If they don't have, you know, high um, thyroid antibodies, they need additional iodine support. You have to optimize their vitamin D, increase their red blood cell magnesium, look at their fibrinogen levels and follow those because fibrinogen is a risk for clotting and then any other concerns that they that you may have. And then really supplement, I mean, I always supplement my clients that if they have to be on birth control for whatever reason, you know, with a good you know, multivitamin with methylated B vitamins and bioactive, their bioactive forms, magnesium, vitamin D and iodine uh, to support them. Um, because the birth control pills and the hormone disruption that can cause. So work on detoxing them. I put them all on Mighty Maca, two to three scoops a day to help support phase one and phase two detoxification, as well as to give them adrenal support and help them resuscitate their ovaries, right? Because they've been suppressed for so long. So really it's that part of that, that like for me, that's I call that the hormone detox regimen and cleansing regimen to support their body's natural hormonal protection. So I think that's a really important piece. And sometimes for a while, they may need to be on a cyclic bioidentical progesterone just to support the luteal phase. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, are you are you down for a few questions? We've got Absolutely. a few questions. Okay, these are, these are from viewers who are joining us and listening. So let's see, let me go to the list here. Um, Okay, let's see. All right, this this is this is a question from Henry. Henry's asking from your research and practice, would you or let me see, let me let me rephrase this. From your research and practice, what role does insulin resistance play in contributing to women's hormones and other health issues? Is there a connection there? 
Absolutely. I write about this in all three of my books. I say, you know, oxytocin's the you know most powerful, overarching, you know, queen or king hormone. And then insulin and cortisol are your next two hormone, you know, key hormone regulators. And then estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, melatonin, and the rest down there. So insulin is key. That's why the whole keto green approach, I recognize, to create insulin sensitivity out of insulin resistance, but also as we age, our reproductive hormones go down, cortisol and insulin goes up. Mm. So you have to continually combat that. And that's why it's so important to, to fast periodically, do some extending fast, intermittent fasting, and as mm -hmm. well, really cut out sugar as we age. Yeah, wonderful. All right, this one, this one uh, is from an anonymous attendee, but she's asking, I'm 53, I have no periods, I live with MS, and my hot flashes, night sweats are so bad, but I've been told many times that there's nothing they give for quote unquote people like me. Is that true? Do I have to suffer? She puts in quotations that she's dealing with autoimmune disorders. Yeah. So what would you recommend? She's also asking about acupressure or acupuncture and if that could be something that helps. Oh my gosh. First of all, I'm an osteopathic physician. So I believe in manipulation and alignment and, um, and that is critical to optimal health. So chiropractic adjustment, osteopathic adjustment to really set that into your routine. So you're doing that regularly. That is critically important for overall health because the whole neuroendocrine system, our spinal, our spinal cord and our joints, et cetera, we have to maintain the health of that. So that's critical. And with MS, make sure your vitamin D is optimized. And I, I do like Dr. Terry Wall's work. We're very similar in so many things. Like you have to follow that. And I use progesterone and estrogen and testosterone and DHEA in my clients with MS in the perimenopause and postmenopause over age 50 for sure. They would be on uh, hormone support. There's no re and transdermal because that's the safest way, but there's no reason to hold that from you. Mm, my yeah. opinion. I don't yeah. know the rest of your history there, but. MS alone is not a reason to yeah. I love that. Okay, this one, this one also from an anonymous attendee, a little long, so I'm gonna I'm gonna um hyphenate this one a bit. But th this person, 70 years old, not sexually active, has been divorced from an abusive relationship for 25 years. She says, I've developed lichen sclerosis, which by the time I was diagnosed, my labia minora had disappeared, my clitoris has closed up, and my vagina opening has narrowed. I've been told that if I ever have intercourse again, I'll need surgery. I've been told there's nothing I can do um, except use clobetasol ointment and DHEA compounding cream to address the dryness, pain, and bleeding from light touch and to keep my symptoms from getting worse. Is there anything that can be done to reverse the damage that's already been done? Yeah, first of all, thank you for writing this in. It's a very vulnerable topic and, and don't give up, number one. Number two, I, I would definitely try my Jolva cream because Jolva cream works better than DHEA by itself because of the combination of the stem cells and the emu oil, coconut oil, and shea butter along with the DHEA. We have clients that have had amazing results with using it. And you'll want to slowly eventually when this, as this heals, and it can take, I would say, using Jolva day for two months, at least two or three months, and then wean off, start to wean off the clobetazole. But also um, my, you know, what I recognize is with lichen sclerosis, there are a couple of the things that we have to look at. General candidiasis, yeast, mold toxicity, as well as toxin exposure. And we have to heal the gut. We have to heal the gut and we have to heal the microbiome. So probiotics, 
you know, good, you know, GI functional stool test, stool analysis to see what else is going on. But typically, uh, treating candidiasis, making sure your vitamin D is good. You can also use topical vitamin D on the vulvar clitoris to anus. So use it on that entire area and can try, you know, I've seen amazing results. So we just, I wish I could see you in person with just to figure out what's, you know, what else is going on there. There's something else going on. Yes. Yes. What about, uh, okay. A couple questions from Dolores, Dolores, longtime client of ours. We love Dolores. So she's asking progesterone. Can you also get that transdermal? Absolutely. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I created a cream with progesterone and pregnenolone with tripeptides in it. So it's progesterone, pregnenolone, and tripeptides. Tripeptides for its anti-aging. So this is my philosophy as a gynecologist, as a mom of five, and you know, um, you know, a woman in my fifties that I will use. Like I'm a terrible. I've always been a terrible pill taker. But like if it's something for anti-aging skin benefits, I'm totally using it. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, okay, here's my cream and it's for, you know, the balance cream. It's, you can put it on your neck, decolletage, forehead, you know, can really help with all, you know, fine lines and wrinkles. So all this area, also you can use it on the clitoral and above our area um, as well. But because of the tripeptides, it has that anti-aging. So you get a reduction of age spots, wrinkles, all that good stuff too. Makes you use it, right? It's, how many things do we have on our shelves that we never finish? Exactly. So, yeah. That's a, that's the motivation to use it when all of those things are like compounded into that one, into that one product. Dolores is also asking, can Dr. Kabeca comment on the estrobolum and what to do to support it and what happens if you lack it? Yeah, so the estrobolum is the, you know, is part of the gut bacteria that is um, detoxifying, metabolizing estrogen. And so the biggest thing is, you know, first way to assess how is your body detoxifying estrogen? Is it detoxifying it well? We do a blood test or a urine test, and that looks at 2, 4, and 16 hydroxy and methoxy estrone. And so we want to see how your body's getting rid of the estrogens, and that's key. With the estrobolum in general, we know that, again, looking at a stool analysis, but you want to have good probiotic on board, good bacteria, uh, lactobacillus, bacteroides, healthy um, acromantia, I mean, a healthy range of bacteria to support the gut and the the estrobolum, but that's part of our microbiome. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, Marilyn is asking, what about compounded thyroid hormones? Is that a thing in cream form? And do you recommend something like that if a person's trying to balance their thyroid? Yeah, so um, I like, uh, sometimes I'll compound T3 and T4 together or use one of the uh, pharmaceutical ones that we have available or just use straight T3, such as Cytomel, which is a prescription form that any pharmacy can fill. So um, with this, with compounded hormones, it's really looking at your, you know, your full thyroid, free T3, free T4, reverse T3, and your TSH levels. So looking at getting the full picture on that as well as your thyroid antibodies, so that can make a difference. But in general, um, it, it just depends on what's happening with your thyroid. If someone has a very high reverse T3 and a low free T3, I'm not going to give them more T3 because it's just going towards reverse T3. So I want to reduce stress, decrease toxicity, get rid of, you know, any mycotoxins or mold. And that makes a huge difference on your hormones. So it's all, it's all tied in there. 
It is. And all that underlying work of the detox and really looking at your toxin levels and figuring out if your gut's healthy or if you have gut infections, all those things are, I think, important moving parts that we have to we have to address it with any hormone imbalance. All right. That is all our questions. This has been so, so wonderful, so informational for all of our clients. I've just, I've loved this conversation tonight. I want to talk really quick before we go about the products one more time and put those links in, um, in the, in the chat box. So bear with me for a second. So uh, Tara just put the breeze through menopause link in there. Tell yeah, me what I, that is. Is that a, is that, that's an online program that you created, right? That is, that's a 10 day online program. And if you guys, even if you're before, during, or well after menopause, take that program, go ahead and take that 10 days each day. The free program is each day you get an email with a menu for the day, also with a motivational video for the day and a fun fact. So teaching video from me and they're all quick. And there's just bite-sized pieces for 10 days. And really what we've seen in those 10 days in patients and clients with hot flashes, we've seen a over a 88% reduction in hot flashes in just those 10 days. So as well as weight loss and just improvement in energy, mind and feeling at home in your body. And you can do that in just 10 days. But each of those days, there's a little teaching video. So I encourage you to, to do that course. So it's completely free to go through live. Once you sign up, you'll get put in um, and access to the course and you'll be getting you'll be getting those daily those daily videos. Awesome. So, so everybody go sign up for that. There, there was the link for the Breeze Through Menopause course. The Julva Cream, uh, Tara just put that in there too. Definitely go check that out. And we have the coupon code there for you. We're going to send out this video in a replay. So if you're missing some of these links, don't worry. Everything's going to be in the email that you get. The links will be there with the coupon code. Um, and then the hormone quiz. Let me copy that one because I don't think we've put the hormone quiz in there. Let me get this link copied and there we go, hormone quiz. So go take that free quiz. Um, Dr. Anna has that on her website. Um, and then I'm also going to, let me put this link in here as well. This is Dr. Anna's website, go check it out. Um, she has her books on there as well. Uh, she has the three books we talked about at the beginning. Um, wonderful recipes and diet plans in there if you're dealing with any premenopause or menopause related symptoms. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're traveling and teaching, but this has been so valuable for our audience and we can't wait to share it with everyone who wasn't here tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I love what y'all are doing. I appreciate it, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. And thank you everybody for being here. We'll see you next time on Inner Circle. Everybody have a great night.